Rise and shine. It's butt whipping time. It's time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school has really paid off. Talking everything sports. From the preps. Mitchek with the swing and the kill. Point Goodland. Match Goodland. To the pros. Oh my. Nolan Jones crushes it. A walk-off winner. The Blitz is presented by the insurance agency, Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell, the Cowboy Corner Express, and the Farmer State Bank in Oakley. Stop what you're doing and listen. Bobby hits it to deep center field. Back goes Butler. He turns and it's gone. And holy Toledo. Right off the Bill King sign and straightaway center field. Home run number 25. Jammed, and that is going to drop. And the Royals get two in the eighth inning to tie the game. There you go, John. It's traveling a long distance into the second deck. Two-run home run for Schwarber. Third and goal. End zone. Touchdown. Good protection again. Touchdown, Deami Brown. Third and goal. End zone. Touchdown. And the second of the night for Vogelak. And good Tuesday morning. We're back on the morning blitz on 1025 U-Rock. The Rocking M app and WKSRadio.net. Simulcast on AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State. Glad you're with us on this Tuesday, August the 22nd. After a hot day yesterday, expect a lot of the same today. 73 degrees outside to kick this day off. Right now, looking at a high of 98. Could reach highs in the triple digits once again. Um, a lot of the same, at least for today, tomorrow, and even a little bit into Thursday. Cooler temperatures expected to happen Friday and into Saturday. As always, you want to be part of the Morning Blitz? The best way to do, throw, do so is through our text line, the number 785-899-2222. That's 899-2222, the number part of the Morning Blitz here today, where we'll be visiting with Shineland head football coach Chris Waldron as we continue our area high school football preview, talking about uh, the Cougars and visiting with Coach Waldron coming up here uh, at the bottom of the hour, about 20 minutes from now, we're visiting with him. We had a good conversation with Rollins County head coach Aaron Schrammick, uh yesterday, which, by the way, if you missed any of that, if you missed any interviews, any part of the show, anything like that that you would like to hear, uh, please go and go to any place you get your podcasts, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, whatever it is, any place you get your podcast, The Morning Blitz is now available that way. So any way you get your podcast, download, subscribe, uh, listen to the podcast. If you miss any of it in the morning, want to hear a special feature again or something like that, by all means, uh, go and download, subscribe through the podcast, which once again available any way you get your podcasts right now. So uh, once again, uh, if you missed any of the interview with Aaron Schrammick or any of the previous coaches we've had on, we've talked with Oakley's Jeff Hennick. We have visited with, um, let's see, who else? Trying to go back in my brain. Uh, Wallace County's. Kyle Gefeller. We've also discussed uh, football with Grant Wiggers, head coach at St. Francis, Aaron Trumick. So we got a few more coaches to get to here over the coming weeks. Uh, but uh, so far, uh, been pretty fun visiting with all these coaches and getting their insight on the upcoming 2023 football season, which once again, the countdown continues. We are making our way closer and closer. What are we, 10 days away? Pretty close. I think we're about 10 days away from kicking things off in the high school football season on September the first 
today's program, we will get to a bit of the Rockies. The Royals, uh, Royals lost last night late in Oakland, a late game. Uh, Kansas City ends up falling in the ninth, 6-4. to four. They've continued to lose uh, some late, late uh, contests. Not just late in time that they got over, but I mean as in late, as in they... Uh, Got done, or that they uh, lose late. As they come back, they make it a close game. It's usually tied at the end of the game or really close to it and they end up losing in the final inning or two. It seems to be the case. But, yeah, once again, I, I go back to my point I made on Friday is that we were talking about how, you know, you know it, we need to get to a point where we need to start having more sporting events, which thank goodness that we're going to be having college football start up here on the 25th. Uh, even though I think it's just six games or so, just a slate of six games, uh, we need to have our we need to get the we need to get back to having our our fall sports get into full swing because we're at that point in time the true dog days of summer where there's just not much going on. People are throwing out rankings of all kinds of things and and just trying to surpass the time and bridge the gap until you get to uh, that point. Uh, one of those point one of those interesting things I thought that I saw about ranking stuff was. The Athletics ranking the NFL's stadiums, all 30 NFL venues from best to worst. And this is something where I, I can't take, uh, I can't make an opinion on it because I haven't been to majority of these. I have been to a couple. Honestly, I think I've only been to one now because one of them is gone. Um, I have not been to many NFL football stadiums in my lifetime. I just haven't been. But I was intrigued to see I was intrigued to see um, this whole thing look and see how it would be but I wanted to see where the where the regional state where our local stadiums would be our regional stadiums would be so I was curious okay so where is GEHA field at Arrowhead where is Empower Field at Mile High and you know what if you're a Bronco and a Chiefs fan you know more than likely you know if you're a fan of that you're going to sit there and say you know, I think we have a really good stadium. We have really good stuff like that. So most people are going to think at the top, but but where does it really rank in the national scheme of things? And honestly, according to the Athletic, is that they are both top ten stadiums in the NFL. Both top ten stadiums. The Chiefs and pretty darn close. The Chiefs Stadium, G E H A Field at Arrowhead, gets uh, according to the Athletic gets a review a Google review of four point seven stars, but it is ranked number six. Number six at this point in time. And so I think that's pretty darn good. Um, and then you have Empower Field at Mile High coming in at number nine. And so you've got two stadiums that are top ten stadiums in the NFL. And to me, I think that's pretty good because I'm, I'm looking kind of below here. You know, there are newer stadiums uh, a lot. You know, Levi Stadium, Lucas Oil, um, Let's see what else is in here. State Farm Stadium. Trying to make sure I've got some of the newer ones in here that I'm rolling through. MetLife Stadium. Trying to roll and make through this. Yeah, they got, they, you know they've got about five or six stadiums that are newer than that, but they are ranked higher. And so, what does it say about GHA Field at, at Arrowhead? Once again, this is number six in the Athletics stadium rankings it would be tough to find a better game day atmosphere the tailgating scene is outstanding and the crowd noise during games among the best in the league the venues age well considering the chiefs have been playing there since 1972 i would say so i mean looking at it's not the oldest stadium 
in the top 10. It's not. It's not the oldest stadium. You can imagine probably what the is the what is the oldest stadium in the top 10, and that would be Lambeau Field, uh, the Green Bay Packers. Uh, it comes in at number three. That's the oldest stadium in the NFL that is ranked the highest. But GEHA Field sitting there at number six. And then, you know, in Powerfield at Mile High, not super old, but not super new anymore either. Um, this, is, this is what the Athletic says. This is where the middle of the pack begins. Broncos home since 2001 has held up well. Still one of the better stadiums to watch a game. It was voted top five on three ballots. So according to people that voted in this deal, they were top five. So that is very interesting to see. Once again, uh, if you want to know the top 10, number 10, we'll just go 10 to 1. Number 10 in the top 10 stadiums in the NFL, uh, I think it's AccuShire Stadium, which better known as Heinz Field. Um, there were the Pittsburgh Steelers play. It's number 10 at this point in time. Uh, then you have in Power Field at Mile High. Number three, number eight is the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, the Atlanta Falcons, which that's one of the newer stadiums in the league. And it's surprising that it's that far down, even behind, like I said, GEHA Field at Arrowhead. Number seven is Allegiant Stadium, another one of those that's brand new for the late where the Raiders play. And it's still below GEHA Field at Arrowhead. Uh, then you have Arrowhead Stadium at number six. Lumen Field is ahead of it. The Seattle Seahawks coming in at number five. I think pretty much the only reason why it it's a top of Arrowhead Stadium or those two are right next to one there is for the the sound that those two stadiums come up with. I mean, Lumen Field and Arrowhead have gone back and forth on what's the loudest you know crowd at a, at a game. They've gone back and forth on that. Jerry's World AT and T Stadium is number four. No surprise there. Lambeau Field number three, and then you have two. Pretty much brand new stadiums that sit at the top. SoFi Stadium in L.A. uh, sitting there at number two. And U.S. Bank Stadium where the Minnesota Vikings play is number one. Those are your top ten NFL stadiums. And I just, I I don't know, I just was looking at these rankings and I thought it was interesting to see. And I, I really was intrigued wondering where do the Denver Broncos and the Chiefs Stadium sit considering that they're getting to be some of the, not, they're not old. I mean, the Chiefs is one of the oldest in the league. But, you know, mile and power field at mile high is not super old, but where does it stand? And I, and I wonder how much impact it has, you know, on the team being good. And honestly, it has no impact on it because the Raiders haven't been that great. Uh, the Falcons have not been good. So I don't think that has any impact on it whatsoever. But it's just been interesting to see that where those, te- where those things rank out. Um if you're curious on the bottom teams, the dead last stadium in the NFL is no surprise FedEx Field, home of the Washington Commanders. Uh, I think it's in a distant last place. Worst football stadium by far. It's not. It's old, but it has not been really updated in a long, long time. It's very, very, very much out of date, and they certainly could use a newer stadium, could the Washington Commanders, and maybe they will get in the works of that with new ownership finally. Uh, number 29 is TIAA Bank Field. That's the home of the Jacksonville Jaguars. They've done some renovations on it a little bit. They've done some unique things to try to sharpen it up. It's still not that great. Hard Rock Stadium, Paycor Stadium, Dolphins and the Bengals there at the bottom four. And the New Orleans, or the Caesars Superdome, uh, there at number 26. But, you know, it's one of those deals where, 
it's 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 getting older even though they've done some renovations to it and they continue to do some more renovations to it to keep it up to date and i think that's the right thing to do i think that stadium has got a special place in the heart of a lot of people there of saints fans for what it did during hurricane katrina and all that stuff so i think it's got a special place so to continue to update it and to keep it try to keep it going and it still hosts a lot of events i mean sugar bowls and super bowls it hosts a lot of that stuff there at the new at the caesar's superdome i think it was the mercedes-benz superdome now it's the caesar's superdome but Nonetheless, uh, the the lowest ranking stadium that is semi new would be MetLife Stadium. MetLife Stadium, where the Giants and the Jets play. It's not old, but it's one of the five worst stadiums in the league, according to uh, the Athletic. It costs one point six billion dollars, but he said the money, according to Zach Rosenblatt, who's a Jets reporter, he wrote the money was not particularly well spent. A boring stadium, which is something universally agreed upon by both the Giants and the Jets. Here's the thing. When you try to build an uh, it doesn't matter if it's an arena, if it is a stadium, it doesn't matter. When you try to build something for multiple purposes, multiple purposes, when you try to do that, it becomes bland and lame it just does because it, it, it here's the thing structurally wise when you want it to be used for multiple events which MetLife wants to use it for football and concerts and other things that you know when you're when you're building something that big in that part of the country in the you know a, a city area and you're trying to make it usable by not just one but two franchises you're going to not make it look, you know, it's it's going to be kind of a bland deal. It just will be. I mean, there's a, there's a prime example of this in our in our listening area, and this is no offense to this this building whatsoever. It's a great building, but if you're looking for, you know, I look at the Colby Event Center. It's a, a phenomenal building. I like it a lot. It's great, but you know, if you're looking at it from the perspective of being just a Colby Eagle sports fan. And watching basketball and stuff in there, does it have the feel of a gym that you might go to uh, elsewhere in the GWAC? Not really, but but you know, there's there's pl- you know there's because they've you know they've got seats and stuff that are black. The floor doesn't have any really logos on it, things of that sort, because they need to keep it somewhat general so that they can host events there that are not Colby High School athletics. You know, Colby Community College plays there as well. It's just the way it is. There's nothing wrong with it. But I could see how, you know, this, it, to me, it's exact same type of situation as MetLife Stadium. Same exact type thing as MetLife Stadium. Because when you're trying to build something for multi-purposes, for multiple teams, it's difficult to do so. Because you need to keep it as bland as possible so that you can change things out and make things feel as home court advantage as most as you possibly can uh, a lot of the time. So... Intrigued to see, once again, in this NFL stadium's rankings, that this is how far down they were. How far down that they were, considering it's a brand new stadium. I mean, it's even lower than Highmark Stadium, where the Bills play. They're getting a brand new stadium. Lower than Soldier Field, which got redone year, you know, 10 plus years ago, but it looks like they're getting a brand new one. That gets even below Raymond James Stadium and the Cleveland Browns Stadium, which are in the top 20 at this point in time. You know, another one that's pretty darn low. That is kind of shocking is State Farm Stadium where the Arizona Cardinals play. 
Um, it, according to The Athletic, it landed on two ballots as one of the worst five stadiums in the league. But here's the thing. Even though it's even though it's not a great stadium, it's it's hosting Super Bowls. I mean, it it, hold, it hosted the Super Bowl last year between the Chiefs and the Eagles. So, you know, it, once again, the giant toaster there in... It's a it's a great stadium. I've been inside it before. I've taken a tour of it. Uh, it's a cool stadium. But I mean, the one thing I would have against that stadium is that the field is is always seems to be in rough condition. You know, the field doesn't always seem to be in the best playing shape, and it showcased that at the Super Bowl a little bit. It's we've seen that before at other spots. You know, they replace the turf as much as they are, and they try to get good good roots in there, and it's just it's not great. It's just not great. So, but uh, it, it, like I said, some of these, I'm, I'm right where they need to be, I would say. And like I said, overall, it was kind of interesting to sit there and see where the Chiefs and the Broncos stadium stacked up when it came to the NFL. And once again, I think part of the thing about a stadium is that a big part of the stadium that helps is the atmosphere and fans help create the atmosphere. I mean, you can have a brand new, shiny, brand new stadium, but if the fans there are not that great, which doesn't make the atmosphere that great, it really kind of doesn't matter. But in the case of both the Broncos and especially in the Chiefs here now recently, you know, fans make it really, really good. And, and I'm sure winning has something to do with it too. You know, to have success will help bring your stadium atmosphere up, that's for sure. So once again, very interesting. It was interesting to see a mix of the older stadiums. You have kind of three older stadiums, Lambeau and Powerfield at Mile High. Um, and of course, uh, GEHA Field at Arrowhead. You got those three stadiums mixed in with some of the newer ones like Mercedes-Benz in Atlanta, Allegiant Stadium, AT&T, SoFi, and U.S. Bank Stadium where the Vikings are. Those are the top 10 mixed in there in the top rank and the top stadiums of the NFL. So, like I said, it's kind of a, it's kind of just a weird topic to t- discuss. Uh, but honestly, you know, once again, we're at that point in time of the year where things are slow and uh, people are looking for anything to discuss and rank, and NFL seems one of them. I thought that was unique. Unique to see where those uh, stadiums sit and where they're all at and the rankings according to people who go to all the games and have experienced all the NFL stadiums. Like I said, I've only been in a couple of them, so I really cannot speak to it. Uh, but I, I can see how – I'm just I'm glad to see that the Chiefs and the Broncos both got top 10 ranked stadiums. I think that was a good spot for them. All right, we're close to the bottom of the hour. We'll take a timeout. When we come back, we'll continue our area high school football preview with uh, Chris Waldron from Shyland High School. He'll join us next here on the Morning Blitz.